You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today, we're going to be uh, talking about a story of courage. I have a, a special guest today, Lorna. She has been on a transformational journey that she believes she was destined for all along. Uh, single for the first time in over 32 years and starting her life over, Lorna's mission is to share how she bravely followed her intuition through the heartbreak, grief, and fear to a place of authenticity, self-love, and truth. She hopes that her story can help others who think they can't start over or make a shift in their lives uh, to help them follow their joy and find their voice. Lorna has been a practicing dental hygienist for over 20 years and uses her passion for connecting with others to train other dental professionals in implementing heart-based patient communication in their daily clinical practices. Lorna, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. How are How you are today? You? I'm great. How I'm are you? Great. Me too. Fabulous. I'm great too. <laughs> so excited to be here with you. I'm thrilled to have you on the show, and and I know. Your story, obviously, but I think it's one that will really resonate with our listeners. So why don't we get started? And, you know, your life has changed so much in the last eight years or so. Today, you're mm, single for the yeah. first time. Yeah, today you're single for the first time in a long time. What is your story? What led you to where you are today? Well, you know, it's so funny when you ask me, to tell my story. And I know you know my story, but um, it used to be that I would tell that the only way that I felt like I could tell my story was to tell it through someone else, was to tell someone else's story too. And, you know, I am in the, um, uh, on the transformational journey of learning how to tell my own story without telling my ex-husband's story, without telling my father's story, and without talking so much about what was done to me and right. um, feeling like a victim. And that's been part of my tremendous growth over the last two years, especially. So I'm going to tell my story, <laughs> but it, um, now, now what's happened to me is just a backdrop. 
of what is happening for me now. So, um, you know, I was a child of an alcoholic, and that set the stage for my life because I grew up um, feeling like I, I shouldn't speak out, I shouldn't have a voice. We really lived our lives just trying to be careful, just trying to not make anybody mad. And mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like I was a valuable part of the family. I mean, I knew my father loved me, my parents loved me, but at the same time, I knew that there was a place for me and mm-hmm. I just better always be aware and always be careful that I knew my place. So I really learned how to censor myself. And like I said, just not make waves, not rock the boat and not make anybody angry. So that kind of set the stage for what I was then familiar with in my life. Mm -hmm. So I would search out unknowingly people in my life that had the same qualities as my dad. And you hear this all the time. Um, But, you know, um, people who squashed my spirit is what I, I, I ended up realizing that it was because I always felt like I had this joy inside me and this, this exuberance, but I always chose people around me who were telling me to keep it down, keep quiet. What are you getting so excited about? So I just learned that it wasn't good to just be myself. And so Mm -hmm. I attracted like, like bullies who squashed my spirit. And it was so confusing because I didn't understand how people who loved me could also make me feel like I couldn't be myself. So I kind of developed a trait that I couldn't even connect with my own heart. It was like Mm. the people in my life went from, from loving me to hating me. This is the way I felt. I felt, Mm -hmm. felt abusive and scary. And I actually felt that I was crazy because sometimes I would think they can't be treating me like this. This can't be happening. They love me, you know? So it was just a really confused thing. So what happened a couple of years ago? Yeah. Well, um, so I, a couple of years ago, I left a 32-year marriage. And, oh, my gosh, um, I, I am in my mid-50s, and I just thought that I could never, ever do that. And, um, but my soul was just screaming at me that this is not my highest good. I just, in my relationship with my husband, I loved him so much, and I still do. And later on in the show, I want to um, express how my love for him has changed. Mm. Um, But I um, loved him so much, and I was so um, so dependent in the relationship that I did not even know that I had any right or that I deserved um, to be an equal part of the relationship. It just didn't even occur to me. So my whole sense of self was based on that relationship. And you hear all the Mm -hmm. time about people losing themselves in the marriage and things like that. I totally lost myself in the marriage because it was the same kind of personality. Um, So my soul was just screaming at me, but it was too painful for me to see the answers that were already inside of me. They were already there. And what I did was I, I kept trying to get him to just treat me better and and I'd say stuff like, you don't really mean that. Come on, you know. And mm-hmm. it didn't even occur to me that I could leave that situation if I chose to. So 
um, eight years ago, um, all these little synchronicities started to happen to point me in the right direction. And I believe that that was the universe sending me messages to guide me into making a decision that I thought I couldn't make. And that decision was? To leave my marriage, to leave my marriage. And, um, oh my God. Um, yeah, I can't even believe it. I mean, I can't even believe it now when I say it because 32 years is a long time and 32 years is a long time to be away from yourself, you know, to lose yourself. Right. And, um, I, I just didn't think that I had any identity outside of it, but something was pulling me, pulling me, pulling me to do it anyway. And boy, was it scary because I had no idea where I was getting any of these ideas to leave the marriage. Well, you know what? And again, I, I know uh, the, the, the next parts of your story as well and, and what has changed since then. But I think one of the things that you started off with when you started to share your story is really important, which is it is your story. You don't need to tell the story of the other people who were players in your story. They were brought to you for a reason to help awaken you to a fact of, in this case, understanding that you had been, your joy had been squashed and you you didn't feel you could fully be yourself in a relationship, but they were brought to you almost as teachers. And can I just say that um, now I, Mm -hmm. I see every single relationship in my life, my father, my husband, my ex-husband, every single relationship in my life has been perfectly orchestrated for my mm-hmm. expansion, for my growth. And my ex-husband and my father were the greatest teachers in my life. And I now I see that and I am so grateful. So yeah. my heart is just full of gratitude for the experiences of that. When before they were just so painful, I didn't even know it felt like I was going to die. Um, right. But now they're such great teachers. So that's you moving out of the victim mode that you, you talked about at the uh-huh. beginning and really becoming, really becoming empowering or empowered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we are oh. going to take a quick break here. Um, feel free to call in with your questions and thoughts for either me or Lorna at 866-451-1451. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Lorna about the messages she started receiving from the universe that really propelled her to make these changes and how uh, she overcame some of her fears. So stay tuned. MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with a company empowerment cards she is a spirit book of the year gold medal living now book award winner and her book is a number one amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 gold medal winner recognized as the living now spirit book of the year an inspirational speaker mj will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life 
Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we have a guest with us, Lorna, who's sharing her personal story of courage. Uh, Before the break, Lorna shared that she recently left a 32-year marriage uh, after realizing that for her entire life, she had been holding herself back in relationships and uh, was not able to fully connect with her heart um, and was actively choosing relationships that did that to her. So, Lorna, before yeah. the break, you, you mentioned that you, you started to receive messages uh, from, we'll call it a higher power, the universe. When and why do you think you began receiving these messages that you received? Um, the reason why I think is because I didn't have the strength to even, I didn't have the strength to even, um, admit to myself the, the situation that I was in. I didn't Mm -hmm. even, I didn't recognize, um, abuse when I felt it. I just felt like I was doing something wrong. I just felt like I was Mm -hmm. crazy. I wasn't, I wasn't picking the right time to say things or I wasn't saying them in the right way or whatever. And I didn't even have the, um, the insight to see it for myself, but everything inside me was going, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why am I so unhappy? So I think that the universe knew that I couldn't see that for myself. So they started sending me these messages and I first started getting these messages about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you the, a story about the first the first one I got? Please, please do. Okay, so I'm I'm sitting at home and I'm I'm just so confused and just like panicky, like what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, and I'm sitting at home and um, I'm realizing, you know, I can't I can't help my ex husband with the problems that he has, and that's what was going on. He was going through some intense personal issues of his own, and my mm-hmm. uh, tendency is to think that I can fix him. It's my responsibility to fix him. It's my and, and it's my responsibility to hang in there and help him and sacrifice myself for his well-being and the well-being mm-hmm. of the marriage. So I'm feeling like I'm giving myself over, right? And I'm knowing that mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way, but I don't know what to do about it. So I'm sitting at home and all of a sudden I open my computer and I type in spiritual retreat 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, where did that come from? I don't even know what a spiritual retreat is. But it came into my brain. I typed it in, and I started looking. And um, a place in Sedona, Arizona came up. And I just mm-hmm. said, what am I doing? This is silly. I closed the computer. I went to get my nails done. And I go into this nail salon, and I, I sit down. And who's sitting next to me? But this woman that I have not seen in months and months. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, how have you been? And she said, oh, my God, I just got back from a spiritual retreat in Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> and I have to tell you about it. And I am not lying. Ever since then, everything mm-hmm. started happening. Everything started unfolding. And I started really noticing because I knew that was not an accident. I knew that was not a coincidence. And right. ever since then, everything just started unfolding for me. And so I went there. <laughs> I went Fabulous. There it was the first time I was away from my ex-husband ever, ever, ever in 30 years. And I went wow. there by myself. And that was where I was introduced to meditation and spirituality and the concept of universal power, a higher power that I wasn't in charge of everything. And I didn't have to be in charge of everything. It was so freeing. And I'm like, it was my first clue that, okay, here's an opening. Here's a possible answer. Right. Right. And since then you've been receiving messages as well. Yeah. I've been receiving a lot of them. Um, Like when I left my marriage, I'd like to get into how it was that day that I left too, because that, that was intense. But another thing Mm -hmm. that happened was when I, when I left my marriage and ended up coming back to the U.S., we had sold everything we owned, and we had decided to retire to Mexico together. And mm-hmm. this, is, this is where I was at the time. I was just so committed to doing anything that I had to do to save this marriage that I thought, well, you know what? This is, this is one last chance maybe. So we'd always talked about retiring abroad. And we always mm-hmm. loved Mexico, so we decided to sell everything we owned, and we left, and we traveled Mexico together for two years, and that's when everything fell apart. So here we are in our dream retirement together, and that's where I was started to get more and more and more signals. Um, and and so, what were your – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, you mentioned that you got the messages you thought because you were too afraid uh, Mm -hmm. to, I'm going to say, see the reality of your situation. What Mm. were your biggest fears at that time? And what are they now? How have they changed? Mm. You know, that's such a great question because then it was mostly about leaving a relationship I thought was going to sustain me. Mm-hmm. And never, never achieving the love that I was always trying to get. Um, and this is a big one for me. I didn't want to leave the marriage without ever being feeling seen or understood. I realized that the whole time I was trying to be seen and understood by him. But mm-hmm. now I see that what I was really doing was trying to be seen and understood by myself. That everything in my marriage was showing me what I needed to get from myself. The love I was trying to get from him was the love Mm -hmm. that I needed to get from myself. The the ways that I felt bullied by other people were the ways that I was bullying myself. The ways I was not being seen by Mm -hmm. others is the ways that I wasn't seeing myself. But then I thought that if I leave without ever being understood or seen, that felt so 
vacant to me, so empty. Um, But now I see that everything was a mirror of what I needed to search for in myself. So now if I'm afraid of something, I really can't think of anything I'm really afraid of now. Because now if I'm afraid of something, that means I have to do it. If I'm afraid of something, I'm going to do it. Because I have faced so many fears in the last couple of years that um, I'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to sit with fear anymore. That's amazing, and that's something that we talk about quite a bit on the show. Is this idea of how do you overcome fear? How do you move through the fear? Do you have any suggestions, or can you share what you've done uh, when we come back yes. from the break about how you have yes. overcome fear? Okay, Absolutely. great. So. We- we're going to take a, a quick break here. If you have any questions or thoughts and want to call in, the number here is 866-451-1451. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe to Chandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C., Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. We're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're hearing a personal story of courage from Lorna. Lorna, just before the break, you were explaining the fears you had before you started to really live your life for you and, and heal what you needed to heal within yourself. And you said that you now have no fears in your life, which is incredible. Uh, and I think it's something that many people uh, would like to get to. What advice or tips do you have for people to help them overcome fear? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, um, I'd like to say that the first thing that I would advise is that worked for me, just the first thing I would say that worked for me is mm-hmm. to 
follow whatever is calling you. For example, the day that I left Mexico, Mm -hmm. um, the day I knew that I was leaving, something just came over me. Um, We were in a situation where um, my ex and I, where there were raised voices. I was feeling very, very small, very demeaned and very small. And Mm -hmm. I felt myself just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until all of a sudden it felt like there was no, nowhere else to go except up and something happened. And I actually felt myself have my, I felt a shift of energy in my body. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I knew what I had to do. It was like, I felt my body, a rush in my body and it, there was a switch that flipped and I just thought, Oh my God, I'm leaving. Oh my God, I'm going, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. But I didn't have the courage to even look at that before. So that was not in my power, but Mm -hmm. that came over me. And then once that happened, I just kept following it. But when I say just follow what's calling you, the day that I left Mexico, Mm-hmm. My husband and I looked at each other, and as I was walking out the door and getting into the cab, we mouthed to each other how much we loved each other. Oh. And, we, I, and I still walked away. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear how painful that is to me, but I know, even if it's painful, you know, some people would go back, and they'd go, no, I can't do this, I can't go. But I knew that, mm-hmm. that there was something pulling me to do it, and I just trusted that. So I would say trust that. Okay. Um, the other thing I would say is don't be afraid to sit in all of your pain, to sit in your fears and sit in your pain. One of the most wonderful things that I've been doing is meditation. And mm-hmm. I moved back to the city that he and I lived in together for 18 years. And let me tell you, after leaving that marriage and coming back to where we used to live together, every time I walked out my front door, there were reminders of our life together. So mm. it was just so overwhelming that what I decided to do was walk into every, I mean, I'd walk up the street and every restaurant, every boutique, every shop, every movie theater, it was, we had gone there. So I decided I would just take one by one and I just stepped into that restaurant and I stood there and I felt what I needed to feel and I let it overcome me. I let it overwhelm me. And you know what I found out? I didn't, what? nothing happened. Nothing happens to me. Nothing happens to me. If I stand in my fears, it doesn't mm. kill me. It doesn't overwhelm me. It doesn't overtake me. The pain does not, the pain does not overtake me because I am not that pain. And so I did that one by one by one by one. And I realized I'm I'm separate from that pain. I'm so much bigger than that pain. This pain is another teacher for me. And Mm -hmm. that's what I would advise too is, and in meditation, I do, I purposely go into meditation if I'm feeling pain and I purposely ask to sit with it because I'm finding that every time I do that, it just, it just comes to the surface and falls away. And thought comes to the surface and falls away. And wonderful. Um, yeah. And so that has been, that's why I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Cause I've seen firsthand that I mean, mm-hmm. I have taken some leaps and I'm taking some leaps now uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks that um, mm-hmm. and I've taken some leaps and every one of them has paid off. And, and you're, 
your courage never, never lets you down. Well, and that is a, a, a really great point to make, Lorna, just in terms of that we have this source of courage within ourselves, and it is stronger than we even know. Um, there's a quote somewhere about how you don't know how strong you are until you actually are are in a point where you have to use it. And I probably got the quote wrong, but the idea is we have so much more inside of ourselves than we're aware of. Yeah. In your journey, and I, yeah. I, I'm just so shocked at my strength and resilience through it. <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> right, right. What do you think took the most courage for you to do during all this process? And then how did you go about doing it? Well, um, I think moving back to the, the place that we used to live together took a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And I just talked mm-hmm. about how I went through doing that. But you know what? Yep. Uh, another, another thing that was really huge for me is that is the courage to let go of the responsibility I felt for him. And he wasn't mm. asking me to feel responsible for him. It was my old belief, my old belief was mm-hmm. that I have to sacrifice myself for other people. And my old belief was that, um, another old belief was that I have no right. I don't deserve. So that's another thing that came up for me when I moved back here is that I don't deserve to come back here. What right do I have to come back here? What right do I have to better myself if, if someone else in my life is suffering still? And so right. that was a huge courageous thing for me to do is to be able to let go of that responsibility I felt for other people and mm. really have the courage to not respond to a text and not respond yep. to an email and have the courage to sit there and feel it in my body and ask myself, is this the right thing for me to do? Is it right for me to answer that? That, right. was, um, that was so huge. And, you know, people think oh, yep. courage is an actual action, but to me, the, uh, it was actually the courage to just feel a separation. Right, right. Great. We're going to take a quick break, Lorna. We can come back to Courage, courage after the break. Uh, if you're okay. listening and you have a question or a thought, give us a call at 866-451-1451. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. 
For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today we're hearing a story of courage with Lorna, who uh, left a long-term marriage and is creating the life of her dreams. Uh, and she was sharing just before the break um, about courage and how how she found something within herself that she didn't know existed there, and that gave her the courage to do what she needed to do to rebuild her life. Lorna, in, in addition to this inner source of courage, what kind of support did you receive or seek out on your journey? Oh, my gosh, that is the key. That is the key because that's what I did is I set up this incredible support system for myself. And mm-hmm. that is what helped. That was like the, the, the blanket that I needed to be able to lie. It's like my parachute. The first support mm-hmm. system that I had was a group called Al-Anon. And um, Al-Anon is a fellowship of um, families of mm-hmm. alcoholics. So anyone who feels like they have um, someone in their life who has a, um, whose drinking is affecting them, this is a great support group to just help you take care of yourself. And so I mentioned that my father was an alcoholic. And since that's such a stage for my development, this group mm-hmm. was just instrumental and that was the first place and I went there eight years ago and that was the first place that I ever got a wild idea that I was mm-hmm. a separate entity from everyone else, that I was actually an indi- individual person. Um, and mm. I got a sponsor there and the sponsor actually walked me through everything. And actually since Al-Anon is worldwide, it's my sponsor mm-hmm. in Mexico that actually wow. helped me arrive at this decision to leave my marriage. Not encouraged me, not advised me because they don't do that. They just help you get more in touch with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I did was as soon as I left Mexico, I went to stay with a family member and I picked up the phone. Here's another synchronicity for you. I picked up the phone to call a therapist. That's the first thing I wanted to do is just call a therapist who um, could help me through this. And um, mm-hmm. I cold called the therapist. And she was a therapist who specialized in a divorce, but in the spiritual connection with yourself. So she was a, mm-hmm. a spiritual therapist. She talked about universal connection and self-love and all that stuff. So that blew me away. That was perfect on my path. 
And I started following a lot of spiritual teachers. You were one of those. And it wasn't an accident that we met. I mean, we met through a friend and, you know, you're a shaman and you are a very spiritual person. You, you were in Mexico, you lived in Mexico and I'm like, Oh, so did I. And, and so that was the connection there. Spiritual teachers books. I just dove into self-development books. I took self-development mm. courses online and workshops. Um, and, but I have to say my meditation now is, is my, my big support. Um, but yeah. I just, want to, I just love self-development and raising my vibration because the more I raise my vibe, the more I am aligning myself with everything that's supposed to be in my life. Right. Right. Well, and I think there's a couple really important points in what you just said. The first one being, you don't have to do this alone, right? If you're facing Mm -hmm. uh, a, a major life event, whether it's, you know, one that our society would view as scary or negative or positive even, right? Think the birth of a child, which can be a a highly joyful time, but whatever some big life event or some change uh, in that life, you do not have to do it alone. There are plenty of resources out there, right? There's there's a resource within yourself. You have friends, you have family. You can go to get professional help and you can search you know, online and through books and everything for courses yeah. and, and training and programs that can help you along that journey. So I think that's, uh, that's a really important point to make because especially in our society in the United States, we value this idea of independence and being kind of the, even for women, you know, strong, silent type where we just, we take it all and we never really say what's going on in our hearts and yeah. if our heart is breaking. There are a few socially accepted times, you know, if, if you've lost a loved one, then you're permitted, uh, fill in the blank amount of time, uh, a week, a month, whatever it is yeah. to, to grieve. But then after that, nobody, you know, it, there yeah. aren't the opportunities to have that type of support uh, unless you actively seek them out. And so the fact that and, you did that yeah. was, was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just say, too, that the importance of seeking something out, don't be afraid to do that because, um, you know, sometimes we're afraid to talk about the deep down heavy stuff with other people. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the key mm-hmm. for me was to find these support. I mean, I purposely went out and looked for all of those things because um, these support, like Al-Anon, for example, nobody knows what it's like to grow up in an alcoholic family except them. And then so mm-hmm. people say, oh, just get over it or just forget about that or whatever. But, but you're with a group of like-minded su- people that support you and understand what you're saying and how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing, and we talked about this earlier on the show, is you very quickly move from a victim mentality to an empowered, I am strong, I yeah. am healing mentality. Yes. I don't think I could have done this without all the support. There's no way. Yeah. 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 I think the support is critical. And because of the support, because I had the courage to reach out for the support, other people came into my life from these support systems. It's just all perfect. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Next week, just as a preview, next week we're going to be talking about endings and beginnings, which is what I call change. Mm. And um, and this idea of being mm. open, 
which you obviously were, um, mm-hmm. creates the opportunity for so many more things to come into our lives that maybe we never even would have considered or known about. Um, you, you know, yeah. you mentioned that first yeah. message you got sat in front of your computer and you typed in spiritual retreat and you had no idea where that came from. But obviously that was you at some level being open to receiving a message, open to receiving help in some way, shape or form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So was there, so you mentioned right now the the biggest support you have is your meditation practice and that's helping you. Um, yeah, we're going to take we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love to hear more about the challenges you still face and how your meditation practice and other support helps you with those challenges going forward. So, folks, stay tuned. We will be back in a few minutes. And if you have a question, give us a call at 866-451-1451. Animal lover, author, artist and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline, and she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes, and she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we have a guest with us, Lorna, who is sharing her story of courage uh, and creating the life that she uh, wanted and desired in her heart. Lorna, just before the break, you were sharing about the type of support that you had and how you've been relying a lot lately on your meditation practice to help you as you go forward. As you look ahead, what do you feel are the challenges that you still face? Am ah, I not- there you are. Hello. You oh, are there. Hello. You're on the air. Yes. yes. That's, a, that's a great question because um, I was just thinking, I can't think of any challenges. And so what I mean by that is that 
I know that there are challenges. There are going to be challenges tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But now mm-hmm. that I am really not afraid to, um, of fear and pain and all that, I just know that whatever challenge comes, I will figure it out because of meditation practice too. And that's the thing about the meditation for me is that I was in such a doing, doing mode. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about this? Am I going to stay? Am I going to go? And I'm finding that when I just sit with myself and I'm just being instead of doing, Mm -hmm. that the answers come to me because they are inside of me. And that's where they come up for me. So I know as long as I keep that practice going, that that I I can handle any challenge that comes. I was going to say a challenge is money. Because I, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I was so afraid of how I was going to support myself on my own. Um, and, yeah. um, but I'm really not afraid of money now because I really believe that if I follow my calling, if I follow my heart, and if I keep following what lights me up, then abundance is there if you do that. Because yeah. by me being yeah. afraid of money, I'm actually closing myself off to, it, to, to receiving it. And um, so I'm not even going to say money is a challenge because I don't want to put that out there in the universe. Um, right, right. <laughs> so maybe, you know, shoulds. Like I used to feel a lot of shoulds. Like I should do this. I should answer this. I should take this job or whatever. But even those are falling away more and more and more as I just move into more into self-love and, and what feels light. Mm. Um, yeah. And that, and that's one thing that I want to mention too. I don't know if now's a good time, but what I have discovered about using my body as a guidepost for me. (laughs) Um, and what What do you mean by that? Okay. Well, using my body as a guidepost, as a guideline, like, you know, whenever you're around somebody and you leave and you go, Oh my God, I feel like the air just got sucked out of me. Or if you're mm-hmm. in a situation that doesn't, that doesn't light, light you up, that you're maybe at a job that drags you down or something like that, you can actually feel that in your body, right? You, it feels heavy in your chest yes. or you have a knot in your stomach or something like that. For me, mm-hmm. I walked around for years and years with a lump in my throat because I, was, I felt like I did not have a voice and I could not speak out. I was not allowed to speak. And so mm-hmm. I felt that in my throat. So now I am only choosing things in my life that make my body feel light. If they feel heavy at all mm-hmm. to me, if anything, if I can feel it in my body as a heaviness or a weight, I'm following that intuition and I'm not going to choose that in my life now. So I am, I am leading my life with asking myself, sitting with any choice I have to make, how does that feel in my body? Does that right. feel light? Heavy. Right. If it feels light, yep, I'll go towards it. And I just continue to do that. That is a great tip, Lorna. And I think it's one that, you know, every single person has been in situations where, you know, the dread before they even get to the room that they have to go to or or the situation that they have to be part of or move towards a decision that, that they know deep down inside they don't want right that dread we've all felt it we all know what that feels like and it's it's easy for us to rationalize it away and say oh it's just nerves or this or that and 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 keep moving forward but 
that is our, our intuition, our body, our heart telling us this is not right for us. And there must be something else that's much better for us. Right. And likewise, we've all known those moments where we just feel like everything is just flowing beautifully and our hearts are filled with joy and we can't wait to do whatever it is that we're doing on a day-to-day basis because it's so aligned with who we are. Right. Um, So this, the, the fact that you are doing this, that you're tuning into your body, into your intuition and trusting it and then acting on it is something I think um, Mm. pretty much anybody who's listening uh, could do themselves as well. And with, with yeah. incredible results. Yeah. A friend of mine yeah. says said a friend of mine likes to say, what if your heart is Google and Yelp? <laughs> what if your heart <laughs> is Google, right? I mean, what if yeah. your body is is Google? You don't have to ask anyone what you, what you should do for yourself or look anything up. You just you can just feel it in your body. <laughs> you just Google yourself. Oh, I love it. Google yourself. <laughs> Googling yourself. Would you say that that was one of the most important things you've learned so far on your journey to self-discovery, to trust your heart? Trust my heart. And, you know, one of the most important things I've learned is self-love. I never loved myself at all. And I thought that was a selfish Mm. thing. I thought self-love meant that I was selfish. But now I realize that 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 I, you know, I mentioned before how much more I love my husband even more now, my ex-husband even more now than I did before, because by, by moving more into self-love, I can see, I can see so much love in everyone else that um, it's just opened my eyes to different kinds of love, not just romantic love, but universal love. Mm -hmm. That is a huge thing that I have learned. I mean, everybody's sort of universal love and like the, the words sound really mm-hmm. great, but I really feel like I'm yep. moving into feeling what that actually is um, and looking oh, for it in myself, that's wonderful. not outside of myself. That is wonderful. We are going to take another quick break here. Um, number here is 866-451-1451. And stay tuned. We'll be back with Lorna to understand a last bit about what, uh, what recommendations she might have for folks and herself. Stay tuned. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted, and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, no, there is hope, there is help, There is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful happy horses mystical present past and future all in one wild free domestic and healing for everyone betty hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with nature connect equine coaching 
Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Glow Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today on the show we have Lorna sharing her story of courage. Lorna, we're, we're in the last few minutes of the show here, and you've shared a Aww. lot of great information <laughs> and insights. I know, it goes fast, right? Um, yeah. But here's, my, here's my last question for you. If you were sitting across from either someone who experiencing something similar to what you've experienced in your life, or even if you could talk to your 2010 version of yourself, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say that thoughts and feelings don't lie. They are your truth. If you think about something you want or a way you want something to change, you're having that thought because it's your truth and it's doable always doable. Detach and stop trying to be understood and work on understanding yourself. Okay. That's, uh, that's what I would say. I, I, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned before, (laughs) and I wanted to highlight, I wanted to highlight before, but we, we started talking about something else. We all have the answers inside of us. And as, as a coach, mm-hmm. when I coach somebody, I work with them to help them discover their own answers rather than me telling them or guiding them in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Um, it's that trusting of who we are and, and your point of our thoughts and our feelings. They don't steer us wrong when we're connected to mm-hmm. our heart. Never. Which brings me yeah. to my website. Can I mention my website? Sure, please. Yeah. Um, if if anybody wants to follow um, my journey from divorce into singlehood again and this transformation that I'm going through, um, I have a website called A Heart-Based Life, and that's where I've been blogging. Um, I've been blogging my um, transformation on there. So if anybody's interested, um, they can check me out there or on my YouTube channel, the same name. I was going to say you've been blogging and doing videos, and it's at uh, heartbasedlife.com, right? Yes. Okay, okay. Lorna, I, I want to say, say thank you so much for being on the show. You have um, shared a lot of wisdom and insight with people, and I think anyone who's going through a major life change will, in fact, um, find some value in some of the tips that you shared. So I want to say thank, thank you very so much, much for joining us today. Um, thank you. We've been. Oh, you are welcome. You're welcome. We've uh, okay. we've had a great journey with you, and I'm excited to see uh, where you go next. You alluded to the fact that you have more changes coming, so um, keep us posted, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll we'll stay tuned as to where you're going. And for thank you, Jen. folks, thank uh, you for your service. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, 
folks, uh, if you wanted to call in today, but you couldn't and you had a question or you even want some, uh, provide some tips on things you'd love to hear me talk about, please visit my website at spiritevolution.co and shoot me an email. Uh, I'll happy, happily answer your questions on the next show or take into consideration your recommendations for topics for the show. Again, that's spiritevolution.co. There's no M at the end. It's just .co. And while you're there, you may also want to check out my online course, uh, which Lorna alluded to briefly when she was sharing about her support. One of the things that Lorna did was take my Courageously Authentic Living online course that brings folks sure through did. the six steps of um, of what you need to release, identify, and then act upon and to create that life of your dreams. So check that out as well while you're at the website. We will be back next week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about endings and beginnings and how to handle the transition when we're going through change. So I hope to have you join us next week. And in the meantime, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.